It is our tradition at St. Joseph's for many years now to invite on Mother's Day uh, a mother who can give us um, a reflection on her life of faith. And all of you are very blessed because we have one of the best mothers and disciples of our faith in our parish. You know her very well. She's at Mass here every Sunday morning and she's usually giving out communion. So I'd like you to give a very warm welcome to Sue Gundrum. When Father Martin asked if I would give a reflection on Mother's Day, at first I was hesitant, then excited. How many people ever get a chance to speak to a parking lot full of cars? My husband Larry and I are regulars at this Mass, indoors or out. Before, I could recognize most of your faces. Now, I recognize your cars. Father suggested I start off by sharing a little bit about myself and my life here at St. Joe's. I am a cradle Catholic, born and raised in Wisconsin, home of the Green Bay Packers. I had one sister. My father was killed in World War II. When I was 10, my mother remarried, and over the years, I became the proud big sister and built-in babysitter for eight more siblings. I met Larry in college, and we married soon after graduation. Larry and I first moved to Libertyville and St. Joe's in 1976. Larry worked for Kraft Foods, and I was a stay-at-home mom until the kids were old enough to be in school. Then I accepted a teaching position at Hawthorne. In the ensuing 20 years, there were many company transfers, but we always found our way back to Libertyville and to St. Joe's. We are now living in our 15th house. We are retired, and we are here to stay. Six years ago, on our 50th anniversary, Father Hennessy officiated the Mass, and Larry and I renewed our wedding vows in front of our four married children, our nine grandchildren, and countless other relatives and friends. It was fitting that we affirmed God's gift of love in front of our St. Joseph Church community. In today's gospel, God admonishes us to love one another as I love you. One way we have tried to do this is by participating in some of the ministries here. We have served alongside of many of you as EOMs and greeters at this Mass and at the 6.30 morning Mass. As most of you married couples know, when one person volunteers for something, it's like a two-for-one, as the spouse inevitably gets roped in, too. That is why you will see us both, as well as some of our grandchildren, working at the annual Christmas giving tree. We also share in the rewards of serving together with the bereavement ministry. The girls and my fabulous Monday food pantry crew are always happy to have Larry fill in when we're shorthanded. Working side by side with so many faith-minded people is a blessing. In order to share a bit of my faith journey with you, we have to go back in time. 
one of my best loved memories of childhood was my first communion. When my sister, being two years older, was preparing for her Holy Communion, I was right there learning beside her. We would play church and take turns being the priest and communicant. We practiced our way through many rolls of Necco wafers. It was so difficult having to wait two more years before I too was old enough to receive our Lord. When the day finally arrived, I was more than ready. I can picture it in my mind. The class, dressed in our communion finest, processed down the center aisle and were seated in the front pews. Mass began. We renewed our baptismal vows and sang, this little light of mine. Soon it was time. I kept saying to myself, Jesus, Jesus, come to me. Oh, how much I long for thee. The escort angels walked me up to the communion rail, and then Jesus did come. I could feel him in my heart. I was beyond happy. I spent a lot of time describing this one event in my life because it was the first time I truly felt Jesus' presence. I wish I could say this special bond with him stayed with me always. But as my childhood slipped away, so did that special feeling. It was replaced with a busy life cluttered with material things. I let my personal relationship with God slip away and I didn't even realize I had lost it. God has put many special people in my life and it was my good friend Rosemary who helped me find it back. She was a minister of care at Condell Hospital. She was always trying to recruit me, saying I had the good personality for it. My family was blessed, and I wanted to do something to show my gratitude, but was this the right choice? With some trepidation, I signed up for the training and put it in God's hands. About two weeks after I completed the training, I received an email saying I was scheduled to be a Eucharistic minister at the 1230 Mass. I don't know what shocked me more. Somebody thought I was a Eucharistic minister or going to the 1230 Mass. I don't know. Somebody made a mistake. Somebody goofed. Well, I did. I was the one that goofed. Somehow, I took the wrong training. Or maybe I took the right training because somebody up there had other plans for me. Talk about a God wink. I started to pray and ask God to help me prepare to be a worthy Eucharistic minister. I remembered that special relationship with Jesus that I had treasured as a child. My prayers were heard and that wonderful feeling returned as I shared the body of Christ with my church community as a Eucharistic minister. To bring closure to this story, I did become a minister of care at Condell, and this has become my most treasured ministry. Witnessing the patient's faith and trust in God always gives my own faith a boost. When one of the patients was asked, how are you doing today? He answered, just great. Every day, I am one day closer to heaven. 
Today is Mother's Day, and how fitting that the central theme of the readings is love. The first reading tells us that God is impartial. We are all his beloved children. I'd like to tell you that as a mother, my love was impartial too. But I have to admit that at times, some were easier to love than others. When our children were growing up, WWJD wristbands were the thing. The letters stood for, what would Jesus do? All it took was a simple finger tapping on my wrist to have the kids stop a minute and hopefully rethink their words or actions. Kids like to feel important, and sometimes in order to feel that way, my kids would tell unflattering things or make uncalled for remarks. My response would be the same one my mother used on me. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. It must have made an impression because I hear their children saying it now. Sometimes one of the family hurts, disappoints, or embarrasses us. Feelings are hurt, tempers can flare, words can be spoken that are not easily taken back. We may not like the things that were said or done. We may even hate them. But in our family, the rule is, love the person, hate the deed. Just as God has a special kind of love for us, there is a special kind of love in families too. I hope my children always remember that God's love is unconditional. God loves them no matter what. The same is true for mothers. When the older grandchildren went off to college, I wrote them each a letter reminding them to be grateful. I asked them to thank God each night for one good thing that happened to them that day. And on the flip side, I asked them to talk to him about one thing that didn't go so well. I was trying to encourage them to not rely on rote prayer, but to talk to God like a friend. They were each given a Lucite cross that had a place for a votive candle, battery operated, of course. Whenever they were feeling alone or afraid, they should light that candle and remember that God is the light in the darkness and is with them always. It wasn't until I became a grandmother that I fully appreciated the complexity of this gift called motherhood. In our day, people tended to get married younger and to have their children right away. We had our four children in the first five years of our marriage. I was too busy, too tired, and maybe too naive to truly appreciate the miracle and blessings that had come my way. Watching my daughters experience the wonder and awe of becoming a mother was both humbling and exhilarating. My heart burst with pride when I see the selfless love and energy they expel day in and day out as they strive to balance their roles of wife, mother, and career woman. I thank the Lord for this wonderful gift of family. Being a mother and grandmother is my proudest accomplishment. May the Lord continue to bless and guide not only my family, but all families in our St. Joseph community.
Thank you very much, Sue, for a wonderful reflection. Thank you. There you go.